Welcome to another episode of Auto Service World Conversations. I'm Alan Jansen, contributing editor to Cars Magazine and Jobber News. This is a podcast that brings you new ideas, comments, and concerns about the automotive repair and service industry, sponsored by SiriusXM Canada. SiriusXM is making it possible for you to offer your customers three months of free satellite radio. Go to SiriusXM.ca slash for shops for details. On today's episode, we're speaking with Dan Billy, CEO of Plews and Edelman, a company that has not only gone through some dramatic changes in recent months, but has announced equally ambitious goals for the near future. It sold its Plews retail tool and accessories business to Highline Aftermarket in order to focus on becoming an industry leader in power steering hard parts. According to Dan, the days of remanufactured steering racks are over, and he's driving a bold vision for a modern solution to this complex and often costly work. I started by asking him why a new approach is necessary. Dan, how are you speaking? Hi, Dan. How are you doing? It's Alan Jansen calling from Cars Magazine and Jobber News. Hey, Alan. Doing well, my friend. How are you? I'm very well. Glad I caught you. Um, you've gone on record as saying the quality of remanufactured power steering hard parts won't improve. That's a very, I guess, a very provocative, stark statement. Yes. What do you see as the biggest problems facing that category, and why do you say it's unrealistic to expect a remanufactured solution? You know, I've been in remanufacturing for well over 20 years, and the biggest dilemma that remanufacturers faced then and face today is this issue with power steering. In other hard parts that might be remanufactured, there's an expectation that alleged warranty is going to run in a 3% range. That's considered industry expectation. The unfortunate reality is with power steering components, whether it's you know a rack and pinion, a gear or pump, uh, you just can't expect that level of quality. And it shows in the numbers. You know, in North America, uh, alone today, the run rate of warranty, of alleged warranty, is running roughly uh, a significant double digits. Many SKUs are greater than 30%. You know, one out of three times, that part's going to be returned for one reason or another because of poor quality. It's just very difficult for remanufacturers to get it right on power steering. When you add to the fact that we're transitioning now from hydraulic steer to electric steer, there are fewer and fewer cores left in the market to remanufacture. So you have these remanufacturers having to replace a product with a part that has probably been rebuilt once or twice, maybe three times, and they're pulling that core back and trying to remanufacture it yet another time. You can't expect that level of quality that I know your listeners expect. And that's, that's one of the reasons why we've made the changes we've made at Plus and Edelman. So you, you can almost imagine automotive technicians being gun-shy about buying remanufactured because if they're sending back one out of every three, <laughs> that's that's not a great track record. Yeah, that's not a great track record. And if, if I'm championing anything for the automotive aftermarket, it is simply this. We, we need to begin to pull back the customers, the downstream technicians that have been so fed up with the quality. And I've heard stories. I'll never buy an aftermarket product for this particular vehicle because I've been burnt three times on it. Let's take that business back. Let's provide a quality alternative to, to allow those technicians in the marketplace to say, you know what, finally there's someone that's doing it the right way with a new alternative. Hmm. You've also said that distributors have high expectations which work against remanufacturers. What do you mean by that? 
Yeah, so let me throw out some uh, advocacy on behalf of remanufacturers. Many of the distributors across North America have very high expectations with regard to order fill. And if they order 100 parts from a supplier or remanufacturer, they expect at least 95 to be shipped. And if they don't, oftentimes they try to penalize the remanufacturer. So what, what happens? Parts that otherwise may not pass the look test are shipped. And that only creates added complexity, right? We have fewer cores in the marketplace because of the transition to electric steer. Uh, cores are being rebuilt multiple times over and over again. And then oftentimes, you know, you have a part that may have not passed that final inspection of quality that may be being put in the box. And that's unfortunate because that not only impacts the perception that your listeners have of us, um, it doesn't do well for the automotive aftermarket. And, and I've challenged many distributors to, to open up their boxes and look at all their components and steering and tell me if they're proud to sell those to their customers, if that's something that passes their eye test. I can only imagine what some technicians think when they open the box and look at this thing, which looks like it's been dragged behind a truck or something. I'm yeah. not sure exactly what they're seeing, but it's not great, obviously. You know what, Alan? What is interesting is the number one reason for returns of what I would call never on car is because of appearance. It didn't pass the eye test. And that casts such a shadow over uh, a great industry. And, and that's one of the reasons why Plus and Edelman made a decision to get into this and do it, do it uh, the right way. You call it a difficult category. When you look at the cost to complexity ratio of power steering work, what, what do you see? We see many times the length of the job the complexity of the job is so great, I can't imagine a technician wanting to risk the hard part failing. You know, 2010 Acadia or Enclave, right? Six and a half hours of labor to do a rack and pinion install. Um, you look at 2010 Camry, seven and a half hours for a similar job on a Camry. If you used a $100 labor rate, you're looking at $750 of labor as part of that repair. You know, the hard part oftentimes at cost for a reman, at least on the rebuild side, might be, say, $200, $250. The new equivalent might be, say, $350 or $400. I question time and again why anyone would put themselves at risk for having to do that repair a second time because they're not going to get the money for that second repair. They'll be doing it for free. Yeah, and, and that's why many times these technicians throw their hands up and say, I'm done with an aftermarket reman solution. I'm going back to the dealership to buy new. There's very little new alternatives in steering in the aftermarket. There just isn't a player out there, a supplier that actually provides that full range of what a technician might, might require. Modern steering components have a lot of subtle and some not so subtle improvements so if I buy a reman rack, can it be retrofitted to provide me with the, the benefits of the latest technology? The, the short answer is most likely not. When the enhancements or the iterations of minor change occur, in this category, it's very, very difficult. Uh, whether it's rack, or I'll give you another example, power steering gears. Gears are put on trucks that oftentimes are work trucks or heavy-use vehicles, and gears require you know, uh, changes and iterations of improvement to strengthen that gear over time. The newest iteration of gear may fit the older applications, right? Because they just strengthened it. The problem is when that old core without, you know, without having that iterative improvement made to it comes back 
in a box for remanufacture, there's no way to strengthen that particular gear. It is a quote-unquote lesser design, and that's what is very, very difficult. So you guys have gone all in on power steering. Yep. Is there enough work out there for you as a company to specialize in that way? I think many of your listeners know the Plus and Edelman brand. We are the share leaders in power steering hose in, in North America today. Your listeners would be blown away by the amount of power steering hoses we sell today. And I'll tell you, in North America, there's over 3 million units of power steering hard parts bought and sold. Per year? Yeah, per year, recurring per year. You know, you're looking at, it's always led by the power steering pump. It's a big uh, mover out of that 3 million, but followed by racks and gears. So there's still a significant amount of business being conducted. If you Look at you know, the price that your listenership might be paying for all of that product. It's still a $500 million recurring piece of business in North America today. Pretty sizable. Yeah, for sure. It must have required a lot of changes within your company. If you're designing new or sourcing new, either way, it's a, a change in the way you've done business in the past. It must have been quite a challenge to get everybody on the same page. It was a vision cast many, many, many months ago. And uh, it's one that takes time, as you can well imagine. But you talked about sourcing versus uh, designing. And I want to make this distinction. We are designers and we're toolers. We're not sourcers. Okay, so we we were very careful uh, to make sure that we looked at every potential fail mode in all of the high warranty SKUs. And that's how we started our, our, our process of discovery. How can we make every high warranty part better? And how can we help the technicians understand the complexity of this repair so that maybe if the part was built correctly and the entire repair wasn't being done, the hard part, the power steering hose, appropriate fluid, and I'll add, please throw in a filter if you can. Yeah, I, I saw your video on that. Yes, you know, a serviceable filter is absolutely a great item to put on there. But the bottom line is, you know, we wanted to make sure that we provide very contrarian thinking to this particular uh, category because it's needed. Sure. And we need to design differently if parts aren't staying on the vehicle. And that, that's the goal of what, we're, of what we're doing. And by the way, I want to thank you for calling them technicians instead of installers. I hear that a lot from manufacturers and distributors, and it's something nobody likes to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell your listenership, uh, I was one of those, those runts that uh, actually had to call on the technicians uh, 25 years ago. <laughs> and I learned very quickly that they were technicians. And these, these guys and gals are fantastic at what they do. They're great diagnostic people. Mm -hmm. Well, Dan, I really appreciate your coming on to talk about this. I know a lot of our listeners have, will be following this, this category very closely. It, like you said, it's, it's rife with change, and they gotta, they got to work to keep up at it. So, so thanks for your advice. Alan, thank you. Appreciate the time. Okay. Take care. Take care. Well, that's it for another episode of Auto Service World Conversations. You can subscribe to Auto Service World Conversations on Apple Podcasts or simply visit autoserviceworld.com every Monday morning to hear another conversation. As always, I want to thank SiriusXM Canada for sponsoring us and you for listening. I'm Alan Jansen. <laughs>